This is Thursday, October 21st. One of my favorite Harrison Ford movies is entitled Regarding Henry. It's pretty obscure. Maybe you've never heard of it, but it's a real gem. The movie tells the story of Henry Turner. He's an ambitious, narcissistic, and unethical New York attorney. He's obsessed with work. He has little time for his socialite wife named Sarah and his preteen daughter, Rachel. Then one night he goes downstairs from their expensive flat to buy a pack of cigarettes. In the process, he interrupts a robbery at a bodega and is shot in the head and chest. He survives, but he can neither move nor talk. He also suffers from retrograde amnesia. That means that he cannot remember his former life which is actually a good thing. He can't remember the affair he was having. He cannot remember a significant legal case he was working where his dishonesty dishonesty destroyed a family. He cannot remember his old ambitious, narcissistic, and unethical self at all. Instead, he begins anew. In rehab and with the help of a physical therapist, he slowly regains his speech and ability to move. But in essence, his life, he must learn life all over again. And that he does. And when he returns to his former life, he is a completely different person. Henry says, I thought I could go back to my life, but I don't like who I was. I had to find a life. Wow, I didn't like who I was. Yes, as he looked at who he had been, he didn't like that person. He knew he needed to live a new life. Now, I think that is what Paul is describing in this section of his letter to the church in Colossae. Here's Colossians chapter 3, verse 7 to 8. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, But now you must also rid yourself of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Now, yesterday we looked at sexual sins, the sins that reflect our propensity to seek the meeting of our needs in a way that tear us and others down. Here, Paul gives us another list of things that do not fit in our lives now that we are in Christ. Now again, he's not laying out a plan of salvation. We are saved by faith in Jesus, and nothing else needs to be added to that. No, this is the life that fits our new nature as children of God, those hidden with Christ in God. Now these sins are related to our speaking. Why does he turn our our attention to these specific sins? Dishonesty is the way we build a world of our own making. We do our best to shape the way we and others see us in the world, and we do this through our speech. As we put on the new self, renewed in the knowledge of renewed in the image of God, we become speakers of truth. We come to live in God's world and not one of our own making. We come to be bearers of truth because God cannot lie. We refrain from angry outbursts of words, of raging and slandering others. We have no need for these things because our lives are built on the foundation of the gospel. 
The good news of Jesus is built on grace and truth, the two sides of the same coin. Grace is the acceptance and love of God delivered to us through the cross. And truth is the word of God in God's world that grounds us to the world as God, as it is and as God made it to be. And lies, well, they tend to regard either one or both. We use our world's words to build worlds, just as God used his words to create our world. And we are living in a world that knows this only too well. There's a desire to seize the narrative because, well, that's the way you can control people's lives. You can chart the course to a future you choose. And lives have become such so much the currency of our world that oftentimes we're not sure what the truth actually is. Indeed, our world has become so immersed in lies that we might not be able to see the extent of our need for truth. The truth has become increasingly difficult to know. So Jesus appears on the scene and he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And what he means is that he shows us the truth about ourselves and about God. He opens the way to God and to new life. And in our lives, dishonest speech, well, it has no place. Because lies work against God and his kingdom. And worse, they oppose and seek to defy God. Paul says in our text for today, You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived. But let it not be so now. I want to take you back to Henry. His rehab was long and difficult, and he did find a new life. He had time for his daughter. He ended the affair he had been having, and he rekindled his relationship with his wife. He even enjoyed public displays of affection toward her. He finds he must leave his law firm because he does not agree with what they are doing in their unethical practices that are only about making money. The truth be told, he is a different man. I like the movie because it's a death and resurrection story. His housekeeper said to him afterward, I like you much better now, Mr. Henry. Our lives are death and resurrection stories too. And Paul is describing our new resurrected life in, in these words and how we come to reflect God himself in the way we come to live. This is the life that comes to flourish. Would you pray with me? By grace, Lord, you show us we're loved and you lead us to a new life, life in your spirit. Thank you for leading us with gentleness and faithfulness. Teach us the way to a life that thrives and produces fruit. Apart from you, we do not know the truth. In you and by your spirit, we can live in the truth. So enable us today to give our hearts to your truth. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.